Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, what could have been for the Lightning Wednesday night, but Kevin Shattenkirk whiffs on a slap shot, leads to a two-on-one the other way. Jordan Eberle with the game-winning goal in the second overtime as the Islanders win 2-1 to in Game 5. The Lightning now lead three games to two, and there will be a Game 6 on Thursday. What a game. The Rays' magic number is down to four to reach the playoffs as they beat the Nationals 6-1. to And the Bucks coach Bruce Arian says... They have to do a better job of getting the football to Mike Evans. He only had four targets, one catch for two yards and a touchdown on Sunday's loss to the Saints. Arian says he wants to see him get at least 10 targets per game. We've got all that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Bursnick, who is still um, in the aftermath of producing the uh, uh, the broadcast of, of the Lightning's loss Man, I got to tell you, Steve, this was one that was was a tough finish, and and both teams really sold out. I mean, we were just talking about the stat that there were sixty two block shots in this game, and sixty one shots on goal. That's not that's not usual. No, and and both teams look, both teams sold out big time defensively tonight. This was mm-hmm. a this was a well played defensive game. Yeah. So if you like high scoring and lots of offense, probably not your cup of tea. But look, the Islanders were desperate. This was their best game defensively. They they played very well defensively, and and they you know held the Lightning what to thirty seven shots in essentially mm-hmm. four and a half periods. Uh, they blocked thirty shots for the Lightning. Lightning had trouble getting shots through to the net, um, and that's because the Islanders mm-hmm. were desperate and they played well. And you know the Lightning, yeah. I, I thought the Lightning played pretty well overall. It wasn't their best game. They were a little sloppy with the puck. Um, had some trouble passing at times in that, but I, 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 part of it was the Islanders were trying to lo- were locking them down better than they had all series long. Um, and, yeah. and, and desperation can do that too. Now the biggest question is, can the Islanders do that not only tomorrow night in Game Six, but then again in Game Seven if they get that far? I mean, that's the hard part about being down three one is you're going to play desperate, and everyone talks about the the last one's the hardest because the team's desperate. Well, can they can they bring those that desperation for three straight games? Because that, they have three games that they have they're facing elimination before they can advance. So it's it's going to be interesting how how both teams respond. Braden Point didn't play. Um, we didn't see him in, in the video that the league produces from practices uh, yesterday with the one we saw Steven Stamkos out there. Uh, we did not see Braden Point practicing, but that doesn't mean he didn't. So we don't know his status. Um, so this is two games this series now he's missed, and those are the two games they've lost in this series too. Um, and not that – look, I think Anthony Sorelli did fine filling in on that line. Tyler Johnson got some shifts on that top line, re- reuniting the triplets a couple times t- during the game. Uh, but Braden Point, you know, we we were kind of talking during the broadcast and, and some of the intermissions in that. The Lightning at times were having trouble controlling the puck. Or, you know, getting the puck and getting out of their zone sometimes. I mean, the Islanders were pressing and forcing it. 
and you just wonder if you had Braden Point in that game. He's so hard on the puck, and the puck seems to always be on his stick. And he seems to always be able to get it out of trouble. And, you know, how much you would have liked to have him in this game. But, look, the Lightning had their chances. Uh, they actually took the lead for a split second till. wow, what an offside that the officials yeah. missed. And, and, you know, I don't like the offside challenges for – the one where your your skate was over the blue line, but it wasn't on the ice, so they mm. it's technically offside. I can't stand that challenge. But this was what the rule was for. Is Cedric Paquette was five six feet inside the blue line when the puck crossed. Yeah, I mean, way offside. Yeah, yeah, how the how the linesman missed that one is the, the question. Is not that they called the goal off because it was obvious, but yeah. Not only missed it, but actually signaled that he was onside. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wait a minute. Like, you weren't watching and you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a desperation game for the Islanders. I would just say this, and, of course, you know, they have to win three in a row, not just one. Um, but let's remember the Lightning's history here, right? They led the Penguins 3-2 to two mm-hmm. once in the Eastern Conference Final and lost in seven games. They led the Capitals 3-2 to two, uh, and a couple of years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in seven games. Both those teams went on to win the Stanley Cup. It's three games to two. Um, however you got here, you know, that's that's where they're at. But it's, it's five straight games that the Lightning could have advanced to the Stanley Cup final and didn't win. The two games in 16, the two in 18, and then tonight. That's so correct. Five, five straight games in the Eastern Conference Finals when you had a chance to advance. You couldn't do it. Yeah, and, and, you, and you, need to, you need to get there. And, and who knows – what Braden Point's status is? Maybe they, if they, you know, hadn't had a three-game to one lead, maybe he plays. We just don't know. That's very maybe possible. He, That's very maybe possible. Maybe he plays the they, next game. They held know? him out just because they had some cushion. I mean, we sure. we don't know. We don't know. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, the Islanders had to have this one, or they're going home. And and really, it was. And and I thought, you know, after the game, I mean, I'm really on the way off the ice. I mean, it was unfortunate. The Lightning had gained control of the puck on this particular play, mm-hmm. and a shot that was probably five feet inside their own blue line, um, Shattenkirk just whiffs on it, and mm-hmm. that that that's just a an egregious type, embarrassing type of error to lose a game like that. And but you know immediately his teammates, you know, rallied around him, and you know, hey, it's not your fault, that kind of thing, and he's going to have a sleepless night for sure. Um, but look, I, I think they're better than the Islanders. If, if they can beat them in a seven game series, they deserve to go instead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still two more wins away for, for them. Only one more win for the lightning. So they're still in very, very good shape. I mean, but this is a, this was a tough, tough thing to do because now you have the Dallas stars who are done, right? And they would love nothing better than to see you go seven games in this series. It's going to go six. So they're just waiting back, and and um, they're going to be the rested team. And 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 the other thing is, look, every time you play, somebody seems to get hurt. I mean, Nikita Kucherov logged a whole lot of minutes, but there was a time there where mm-hmm. it looked like he was he was going to be out for the game. So he got dinged up, and that just happens with every hockey game you play in these. Well, in I, these I don't know if you saw it on TV, but we were being told uh, through some of our feeds that we have there that Yanni Gord kept going back down the tunnel in a couple overtimes. And was, yeah, getting, worked, show he was getting worked on in the tunnel. And then he would come back out and play, but he kept going back to get worked on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every game you play, look, the, the Stars clinched the Stanley Cup berth on Monday. Mm-hmm. The Lightning are going to play Thursday night in game six. So if you assume they win that game, just for right. argument's sake. Right, sure. 
you could start the Stanley Cup Finals on Saturday, maybe. Maybe the NHL mm-hmm. does. Maybe it's Sunday, maybe Monday. But they could start Saturday. So they're almost going to have, what, five days of rest or four days of rest in between. That's right. Uh, when you'll have one if they start it that soon. Um, and and if, if it goes to Game 7, then you figure the Stanley Cup Finals don't start till Game seven scheduled for Saturday night. So you assume they won't start till Monday. That would give them a whole week off. So, yeah, I mean, although, you know, unlike the Islanders who had that happen to them in this scenario – to come into this series, you're not going to travel. You're going to stay in Edmonton, so that'll help. But, um, you know, it, it's – look, I mean, you know, you had a chance to close it out tonight. You had opportunities to to, to do. I mean, Nikita Kucherov had a open net in, in, in what, the overtime and, and just, just hit the post. Um, it was a difficult <clears throat> well, shot, different, difficult angle, and he had a, a defender right in his way, Mayfield, I believe it was. Um, he was kind of, you know, trying to lunge around him to shoot it, but he had a shot at it, I mean, you know. Um, and, and you could see Kucherov was not happy he missed it. but No, and at the end of regulation, to that point, mm-hmm. they got a four-minute double minor and yep. came out of into the first overtime with two minutes and about 40 seconds of a power play. You could have ended it right there and didn't. So Absolutely. You had your, ch- you had your chance. And Vasilevsky made a couple great saves in the overtime as well to keep you oh, in he it did. for longer. Um, he sure did. You know, he had the breakaway on, uh, was it Barzal that he had the breakaway on? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, um, that was a great save. Um, you know, so both goalies, I thought, played very well. Vasilevsky and Varlamov, thought that mm-hmm. both were both played very well again tonight. Um, you know, but that, that's the thing about overtime, man. Overtimes are crapshoots. <laughs> they really are. It, it, you know, it was it was a, you know, just a whiff on a shot by Shattenkirk, and then, you know, the rush was on, and I thought Sergachev misplayed. You know, he was the one defenseman back at that point, and, you know, he took the guy with the puck instead of taking the guy. The, you know, you either stay down the middle or you take the other guy. Let the goalie take the guy with the puck. Right. Because um, once Sergachev took the guy with the puck, and, you know, Vasilevsky can't go away from that guy. No. So then, then you're, you're, you know, the other guy in the rush is wide open, and Shattenkirk couldn't get back there quick enough. So, yeah. um, you know, something to clean up, but, you know, it was a good game. That's, I mean, you know, Lightning had, what, won five overtimes in the, since the restart, four in the sudden yeah, playoff part a, of it. So Yeah, exactly right. They were due. I mean, it's hard to win that many overtime games um, and, you know, much less much less uh, play that many. But I don't know. I mean, we'll, you know, history will tell us whether this was uh, an opportunity, you know, lost forever or just, you know, just an, an extra game or two that they're going to have to play. But um, you sure would have liked to have closed it out and – you know, it gives the Islanders a little, I mean, it gives them life they had to win, mm-hmm. but it also gives them a little confidence if they can get this thing evened. Um, who knows, you know, you really want to take your chance in a game seven. I, look, you know, I don't know how much doubt, if there is a lot of doubt creeping in the Lightning's mind. I think the injuries are more significant for them. Let's see how Kucherov comes out of this, even though he, mm-hmm. he finished the game, he played a lot of minutes. Um, you mentioned Yanni Gord. Uh, you know, you've already got Braden Point. Does he, if he comes back, they're certainly a different hockey team. I mean, like you said, he can skate it across the blue line. They have a lot more, a lot easier time getting it into their zone, and they didn't have a ton of zone time um, in a few periods in this one. So, but but man, we're paying the price for these overtime games. I mean, I mean, is this unusual to have one team play this many overtimes during the the course of I'm a Stanley sure about Cup? The, I, I don't know if that part's unusual. I did see a stat from the NHL that uh, thirteen multiple overtime games already in this postseason, which is like the third most ever. Wow. Um, and we still haven't got to the Stanley Cup final, or you may have some. So, mm. um, and, you know, the Lightning, of course, had a five-overtime game to start the right. postseason, um, which, you know, was the fourth longest game ever. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's the good thing is for the Lightning, and you say you've paid the price for that, but the good thing is your first two series you ended in five games. You didn't go yeah. seven games in those series. Um, and I think I think that helped them, and, and that's why I think it will help Dallas, even though there's the whole mm-hmm. – when we talked about this with the Lightning, there's a whole rest versus rust argument. I'm sorry, but when you play a sport as physical mm-hmm. um, and as, as, as draining as, as hockey, it, this whole – you know Stanley Cup. I mean, this is why it's the hardest trophy to win, right? It's the war of attrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time this thing is over, both those teams that you know that are in the final are going to look like they've been to war. I mean, that you know, and not just because of the playoff beards and everything. I mean, it is, it is a grind, and and made probably worse by the fact that these guys have been in a complete quarantine. I mean, we forget how long. Um, whichever two teams make it to the final have been locked away from everybody. Uh, that's that's got to be a really difficult thing on your psyche, even though you want to win the cup and you're willing to do, you know, all you can for it. It's still, it's still hard. It's the toughest trophy in sports to win. No and, question. And I, you know, I, I think, you know, I, football's tough, but it's you know, you can win two games and you're in the final. You're in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. If you mm-hmm. have a buy now, granted this year only one team gets a buy in each conference compared to years past, where it's two. Right. Um, you know, f- football may be the most physically demanding sport game for you know, game per game, but hockey, I think overall is, and, and the hockey playoffs is it's the hardest trophy to win, and there's a reason 16 why. Sixteen wins. It's, it's not you supposed need 16. to be easy. Sixteen wins when you're playing that physical. Mm. You know, every other night, and in this case, you've had some back to backs too, which you don't generally have in postseason play but because of the circumstances of the bubble and that they're trying to get things done yeah Uh, it's just really unfortunate for the lightning but uh you know they've been pretty resilient and they still have the best goaltender Mm -hmm. in the world three Mm -hmm. russian goaltenders by the way left in this thing Mm -hmm. um i I thought it was it was funny do you see the celebration after the goal (laughs) yes varlamov sliding across the race i mean for for you know for guys that aren't supposed to show a lot of a much motion right the russian goaltender uh, comes ripping down the ice and does the head first Pete Rose slide um, into the pile. So that that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, a lot of emotion here. And look, I don't, you know, on TV this this plays and looks and feels like every Stanley Cup. I mean, you you, mm-hmm. you do sort of miss hearing the fans, and there would be a lot more atmosphere and and whatnot. But but for those guys to play the level of hockey they have in a, in an empty arena, you know. Uh, where it's just one team against the other, uh, the quality of play has not has not shown to be any different. I thought uh, along those lines that you know the game I went to with the uh, the Bucks and Saints that was difficult. That was difficult for those teams because you know football is one of those games where you feel emotion, where uh, you get hyped up or you feed off the crowd. You really do and. And and you got to generate your own energy. And believe me, there was no energy in that building unless it was created on the sideline or mm-hmm. on the field of play. I thought the level of play was good, but um, you know, for those for, for those two hockey teams to play at that level mm-hmm. and and to go as hard as they have, um, you know, during this tournament, I think is remarkable because um, you know it it there's just it's like a scrimmage. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for, from where they're sitting, there's some soundtrack, but not like you hear on TV. And well one, um, one a couple more things of the lightning. I know we've talked some of the negatives of five straight games where they could have advanced and they haven't. But let's not forget in this postseason, they've lost five times. Well, four times previous to tonight. They won the next game. 
you know, they, they, they make adjustments and, and they go, they've gone out every time, every time they've lost since the restart, they've won the next game. Um, and this team, you know, I believe in the history of the franchise when they're up three, one has not lost a series. So, yeah. you know, in, in, in the NHL to the conference finals, I believe, I believe if I saw, if I remember the stat correctly, teams that are down, uh, one, three or three, one are one in 35 in the conference mm. finals in, in NHL history. Those are good odds. The 2000 Devils, I think, were the only ones that won it. And ironically, the general manager was Lou Lamorello, hmm. who is the GM of the Islanders now. So, so you're saying they have a chance <laughs> to at least get there. Well, it would have been nice for them to wrap this up and get some rest. And uh, well, wouldn't have any rest, but at least be be more of an even par with uh, with Dallas. But Dallas Wait, sits and waits. And- here's another thing to think about too, and not that not you know, look, you still have to win in advance, so you'd rather win tonight than not. But there were some national reports that had they lightning won tonight, game one of the Stanley Cup would have been Thursday. Mm. So you would be not only having less rest than Dallas, but coming off a double overtime game mm-hmm. to start Stanley Cup Finals less than forty eight hours later. So maybe you'd mm-hmm. rather have another game, and well, hopefully true. it goes like, just regulation. Now, like I said, I'd rather win the game and take your chances. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for a silver lining, if that reports were true that the Stanley Cup was going to start Thursday, had the Lightning won tonight, then maybe you know you don't have to come off a double overtime game to start the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, the only danger is another game could mean more injuries. Oh, sure. And, no, and likely like said, will. Yeah, you don't root for that, but yeah. now that it's right. over, you can look at that and say, well, maybe that'll help them. Right. It, it's just it's just so much. It's so physical. And as as these games mean more, like we saw it with the block shots, I mean, 62 block shots, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of guys waking up with welts in places that, that you know, there used to be skin. And, um, you know, I mean, these guys completely sold their bodies and 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 got in front of some hellacious, hellacious shots, and and a lot of them went off uh, a little worse for wear. You know, mm-hmm. as a result of that. So, um, and that's just one more game. You know, to absorb those hits, uh, there was a, a a lot of hits in that game as well. Not not just the block shots. Um, I think I wrote this down. Like they had, let's see, Tampa Bay. Uh, well, maybe I can't find. Which it. one are you looking for? Hits. The hits. Yeah, I think they had more 70? hits than. Yeah, and seventy. The Islanders hits. had seventy-five. So. Yeah, I mean that's you know both teams were really laying it. Um, the Lightning went zero for four in the power play. That was not good. Like we mentioned, including the four-minute double minor. Um, yeah, Hedman. although you know, look, I mean, you know, they're already missing Stamkos on the power play. They missed Braden Point tonight in the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know when they started that four minute one, you didn't even have Sergachev who's on your top power play now. Uh, right. They've gone Hedman and Sergachev together. So you know, I mean, look, the power play wasn't wasn't great, but it, you know there was also a lot of pieces missing, which you know was going to cause you some issues and problems. So and a couple of those, they got a lot of shots. I mean, it was mm-hmm. you know some great saves that uh, that probably prevented. I thought know, their penalty kill. I, they they gave up. Uh, um, the power play, the first goal, Pollock was a power play goal. But beyond that, I thought the penalty kill was good after that. Yeah, I thought the no, other the other two penalties they, they took the other two penalties they took the the power play or the penalty kill was really good. Hedman, by the way, this is his eighth goal. That's correct. There's only four goalies in history that have had more goals in a postseason than him. That's crazy, isn't it? And you know he's still got another round potentially if they advance. Yeah. So, well. He's definitely going to be considered uh, for for an MVP if they get there and uh, and win the Stanley Cup. So we'll see what happens on uh, on Thursday night, I guess. 
Or would it be Friday night they're playing? No, Thursday, Thursday, night. Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Okay. Same bat time, so, same bat channel. So so another late one for us, or early. We're up we're up late because we're up early because yeah. we were up late. I'm still at Amelie Arena recording this. Yeah, I know. You're you're stuck there. So, They're probably going to lock you in the they, building. They might. They point. might. And I'm trying to help you get to bed earlier, so I, I, I stayed here to record. So I appreciate that. I'm not. I got to make sure Craig in Vegas has his podcast in time. So. Yeah, well, exactly. Craig, this is just for you, <laughs> and, and we want to make sure that you know when you do your Peloton or whatever the hell it is that you work out to that you're so... Uh, so enamored with that you 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 know send us a message if it's more than 10 minutes late uh or early in in las vegas whatever time that is but you'll have you'll have your lightning talk you'll have your tampa bay sports day tampa bay and we do it just for craig i mean nobody else just craig yeah absolutely so we're happy happy to help him out there ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, a couple things uh, that also went on. We'll talk about quickly uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, of course, still sort of reeling from uh, that loss on Sunday. Does Tom, Tom Brady, Brady still suck again? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he looked a lot like Jameis Winston on one throw, that's for sure. And and you know what's funny? Um, so so you ever do? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you've listened to this. It's one of the great radio stations in the country, WEEI in oh, yeah. Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, uh, Brady did Dad, radio Brady's shows bad. with them. Ebra, Ebra Brady, Ebra Edelman, Ebra. See, Belichick's better. He won. You're not better than me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, very Boston-ish. Uh, I think, I don't know uh, exactly who is it. Christian Fourier, I think, has a show. Yeah, he does. He's yeah, one. I think he's on EEI. Yeah, there's two really good sports stations up there. There's EEI yeah. and then there's the Sports Hub. Well, he was on this show. And former NFL player, and uh, I don't know if Lou Marloni. I mean, is he? Is yeah, he's on. Or? Yeah, I think he's on EEI still. Yeah, I think he's with Fourier. And so, anyway, I, you know, it's the case. Listen, Tom Brady has made me very popular all of a sudden <laughs> among <laughs> among national uh, radio and TV shows. You know, like Dan Patrick, and I'm happy to do him. I mean, Dan's great, and um, well, why shouldn't I? Right? I mean, I cover the Bucks, so uh, they called, and and you know, their second favorite team. Uh, perhaps are is the Tampa Bay Brady's and so Tampa Bay. um you know they're up there rooting for Cam and everything but they wanted to see what the hell happened down there uh, so they called and you know the the, the thing that just I guess I wasn't per- surprised I, I, I was surprised but not overly surprised but I was, I was kind of floored by just the universal holy crap reaction by the entire <laughs> northeastern part of the United States when Bruce Arians dared, and I mean dared, to take a chunk out of the goat, you can't and say talk to Tommy that game, way. You can't talk to Tommy yeah, that way. You can't talk to me that way. That's Tommy. That's our boy Tommy. You can. Well, who are you, Bruce Arians? Let me ask you something. Did you ever win anything? He's won six Super Bowl rings. How many you got? So these people, you folks, and you know who you are because you've all hit me on Twitter. Um, immediately, we're like, whoa. Wow, hey Tommy doesn't deserve that, don't you? You take care of my Tommy. This 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 relationship's not going well down there, and so I, I was just like, yeah, he's you know okay, 
So Belichick, who can do no wrong, another guy that's won six Super Bowl rings, and actually actually more than that if you go count the Giants. Um, all you heard was, and we had this discussion today on the radio. I think I I think I threw him for a loop because. It's very hard to silence those guys. Like they, they're unrelenting, right? Like if they have an opinion, they're going to make sure that they win the argument. And they were asking me about it, and and I'm just like, you know, do you know anything about Bruce Arians? Like Bruce Arians has always sort of been this, um, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If your football sucks, I'm going to tell you. It's not that I don't like you personally. Your football sucks. And, you know, he tells his players this. He doesn't say anything to the media that he doesn't tell the players first, okay? Um, Even though it was quickly after the game, you wonder what conversations he had. But uh, like he did with Jameis Winston, like I'm sure he did with Carson Palmer and, you know, perhaps uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, think about the quarterbacks he's had, including the guy that Brady talked to probably more than anyone before making this decision, which was Peyton Manning. Do you really think that Peyton Manning didn't know that Bruce Arians was capable of calling out any quarterback? And call him out, he did. And he called him out for the two bad throws, the interceptions and whatnot. After the game, he said it was, you know, looked to be like it was Brady's fault. After looking at it, he thought, well, no, I think maybe Mike Evans you know, misread the coverage, but whatever. The second one was still egregious. And so he kind of doubled down on the fact that Brady didn't play well. And I'm telling you, Boston lost its mind. New England lost its its collective minds. So I'm on there and I'm trying to describe to them like, you know, this guy's a Bear Bryant disciple and his whole thing is coach him hard and hung him up later. You know, and, and that's that's just what he does. And they couldn't believe it. Like well, uh, Belichick would uh he'd never he'd never do that to Brady. Yeah, you know what Belichick did to Brady? What he did to every player. And and it got to the point where Brady couldn't breathe. Okay, the Patriot way is not is is not an easy thing. You're 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 sacrificing a lot. And and it, it and look, I don't I don't know where Brady begins and Belichick left so leaves off. But but at the end of the day, when Belichick would get you know behind closed doors, <laughs> he may not do it on a podium. He would just be well, we all got to play better. You know, and Tommy, you know. Every I got coached better. Everybody's got to play better. That's that's as far as you got with him on the podium. However, behind closed doors, oh, a lot different. He talked to Brady like he was the long snapper, like he was the practice squad long snapper, and that wore on Brady. I mean, one of the reasons he's here is because of of just the not disrespect per se, but just the just get tired you know, of it. You get tired. You get of tired. It. Of why, it. why do you right. think Gronk like, retired? Same thing. Same thing. He wasn't ready to yeah. give up football. It's obvious he's back. Right. He, he wasn't going to play for Belichick. Yeah, it, it was just too much. And and so now he's with he's with Arians and I and I was saying I was trying to get a point my point across to these guys was like, do you really think this surprises Tom Brady or that it bothers him? And they had no answer for that. Look, Bel- like, well, Belichick's, Belichick. Belichick's a lot like a college coach. Mm-hmm. Which in college you can do that because in four years the whole roster's turned over anyway. Sure. Nobody's there long enough. Sure. You know, um, but yeah, the more the, look, the more I, I've seen Bruce Arians comments and the follow up on Monday mm-hmm. and even Chris Godwin's comments today. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians called out Tom Brady for one reason and one reason alone. To tell the rest of the team, you got to play better because you stunk. Right. right. It had nothing to do with Brady. Brady wasn't good. 
But that ha- his comments. But he's not had, as worried about Brady as he is everybody else. had nothing else. to do with Brady. It was all about I'm taking the pressure off you. And I'm going to put it on Brady because he can handle it. But you all stunk, and you need to be better for him. And like I said, well, I, you know, I, Brady still made you know two bad throws, and and you know it's not to say Brady was good. But, he wasn't. But the offensive line wasn't good. The special teams were awful. The defense gave the up running a big games. Yeah, it was terrible. You know. Um, uh, you know, special teams was awful. God awful. Block punt in a in yeah. a muffed uh, kickoff, really. And, and you're saying this and you were still you still only lost by 11 at New Orleans, a Super Block Bowl contender. Field goal. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, the that whole message was not about Brady at all. It was to the team, but I don't want to call out the whole team. So, but the team loves Brady. Except Donovan Smith. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean for the most part, and Donovan's been here a while too. So. He's also Captain Obvious on that one. Yeah. You know? But look, I'm I, you know it's it's that whole um, I don't remember who it was, um, which coach it was that every time that the the quarterback screwed up, he wouldn't yell at the quarterback. He yelled at the quarterback coach. Right. Because everyone loved the quarterback coach, and so you don't want to disappoint the quarterback coach. That's the old Bill Walsh theory. Bill Walsh. I mean, that, yeah, I was, yeah. I was trying to remember who that was. Yeah, um, Walsh did that to Holmgren, and then Holmgren yes. did it to Mariucci. Because yes. I talked to Steve Mariucci about it. He goes, he'd yell, he'd scream, and, and go nuts off me, and Brett was standing right next to me. And yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. why don't you tell him? So everybody wants to play with the goat and loves the goat. And if the goat's getting mm-hmm. ripped, well, i got to play better. Well, that and that's the thing is that the other part of it is, okay, how do I – how do I get on everybody else and not say something about mm-hmm. what's obvious, right? How do I how do I exclude the quarterback in this scenario if I want the other guys to play better and I want to get across the urgency mm-hmm. that we have, you know, that it's not acceptable to give up inside pressure on a field goal, that, you know, you can't try to be Willie Mays in the polo grounds or something <laughs> and make an over-the-shoulder catch. Hey, did you see a, Matt Joyce made two of those point. the other night? Yeah, in the, in the did, same game. Right. He made two in the same game that way, by the way. Former Rays. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a hell of a year in Miami. Um but yeah, you know, there are certain things that just like, no, this it but if you didn't if you if you pointed all those out and didn't mention that Brady stunk, then the other guys are like, Well, wait a minute, you know, well, what about mm-hmm. the golden boy over here? Mm-hmm. And and I think he wants to create the urgency that Brady has. You know, he even you know, they go, Well, I have a question is that his you know you want him to bring more, what was it he said, you know, more determination? You're questioning Tommy's determination? No, he's not. What he's saying is, I hope he brings it. I hope he brings it to practice. I hope he cracks it over our player's head. And I hope our players have the same, can match his determination, you know? Bring as much as you've got to us, but big boy. That's what he wants. Um, but if you're around Bruce Arians, first of all, he's one of the most likable people. Forget about coaching. Mm-hmm. He's just one of the most likable people in the world. So there's very little that he could probably do or say that would make you go, I don't want to play for this guy. I think people you know, run through a brick for, for this guy. And, and again, as I told them, there's no surprises here for Tom Brady. Tom Brady knows everything he could find out about Bruce Arians. I mean, outside of, you know, how many weapons will I be playing with, the, the, at least – 1A was, who's my head coach? Not everybody can handle uh, a celebrity quarterback. And to find out who could, he had to go to other celebrity quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. So nothing Bruce Arians said or did after that game surprised Tom Brady, I don't think. If it did and his feelings got hurt, sorry. Um, Bruce will hug you up later, as he always says. But, uh, yeah, just just a fascinating deal with – 
with the I got I got a text or an email from somebody who says, "Hey man, that was awesome. You really shut those guys up, and nobody <laughs> shuts those guys up." I was like, "Well, I just I didn't understand." It's like I go so my whole thing was like, "So Tom Brady can't be criticized? Like he threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen. Like that uh, was James Winston. You can't criticize the goat. Yeah, you can't. He's the goat. You can't. Nobody criticizes the goat. It's like, well, there's a first for everything because he just got it right between the eyes." Um. Anyway, we'll be uh, we'll be well. We will we'll be at one buck place. I got to do my COVID test, and then but then we'll be back on Zoom uh, with Bruce Arians later today. I think uh, you know we talked to Chris Godwin. Um. You know, on Tuesday we had um, who else did we have on there? Will Golston, who had a great game by the way, he had like seven tackles. Hey, Bruce Arians tackles. actually complimented him. So yeah, yeah, he did. There you go. See if you play well. Um. And um. You know, so we'll. You know who else didn't look very good to me? I never really got into this much. I didn't think Gronkowski looked very. I think he. I thought he looked kind of like a guy that took a year out of football, and yeah. really wasn't wasn't really playing fast. Well, look, know? if Tommy's thinking through this offense, right? Because it's then Gronkowski's doing the same thing, right? You know, so uh, I, I, even I, more so in some respects. Yeah. So you know, maybe you know, maybe in part it was a year off football in that. And look, there's no preseason, no. You didn't have the regular off-season workouts. I mean, all he that stepped stuff. right back into yeah. the freeway, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he didn't even mm-hmm. he didn't get the warm up or anything. Yeah, but he may not know the. I mean, he may not be one hundred percent comfortable with the playbook and stuff too. Where you know, you could see Tommy almost thinking through some stuff instead yep. of just you know doing Playing what he fast. does. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, so Gronk may have the same you know learning that curve in that. And down. like I said, no preseason, all that stuff. I mean, that's and, and a year off of football that makes it even harder. Yeah. No, it really does. Um, but they got the Carolina Panthers, and or I tell you what, the North Carolina Panthers, as I call them. And then they got, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to come in here. That's mm-hmm. the quarterback that they would have signed if, if Brady hadn't come here first. Um, they're rebuilding. Their defense is not very good. They got a bunch of young guys. I mean, no Luke Keekley, you know. I mean, that's that's going to be weird just, just to start. And so – I think I had a good chance to win this game. I mean, Matt Rule's in his first year, and he didn't have an offseason to install anything. Um, they scored a lot of points in week one, but gave up too many. So, you know, if they can get it together a little bit, then you go to Denver, then you come home against the Chargers and away to Chicago. I mean, none of those are juggernaut teams, I don't believe. So you have a chance to get healthy, you know. And, look, the other thing, the other comparison is, is that, you know, Peyton Manning, when he went to Denver, brought his entire offense and made everybody else learn the damn thing. And he had a training camp, and he had a full off season. And when he started in Denver, he was two and three. Two and three, he was one and mm-hmm. two, then two and three. Eventually got to 500, I think, like three and three or four and four. And then ripped off about mm-hmm. 12 wins in a row, okay? So, and that's a guy who... It was his offense to well, begin with. His offense. He had a whole offseason workout program and preseason. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing they were missing was was live game reps. I mean, it's a lot different when you can do pat and goes and guys run by you yeah. and just tap you on the shoulder on the backside when they would have sacked you versus, uh-oh, mm-hmm. Cam Jordan's got bad intentions. I better well, get rid of this hot potato ball. And not only that, they may have played the best team in the NFC. They probably did. They probably did. I don't know who's better. Um, that defense is really, really good. Now the offense, you know, Sean Payton after the game was very upset. He he felt that he called a bad game. He 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 absolutely didn't like the production that the Saints had. I mean, it was the last time Drew Brees threw for 160 yards, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, Alvin Kamara ran for 12, or you know, Michael Michael Thomas had three catches, you know, for 18. I mean, 
that that just that that doesn't happen. They get completely uh, demolished, and if not for the field position, which was stuff like a block punt and uh, and interceptions and whatnot, um, you know, the Saints started at the forty-eight yard line, and the the Bucks were way backed up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, inside the twenty most of the day. So it uh, a lot of things went wrong besides just the quarterback. But hey, man, that guy's a lightning rod. A lightning rod for attention. Anything you say. Do you see where Jer- Derek Jeter is going to sell his mansion out from under Brady, <laughs> who's running it? I was wondering, is he selling it out or is he forcing Brady to buy it? Well, I mean, if Brady <laughs> wants to buy it, he certainly can. I mean, I don't know Although how I don't Tom know. feels I, I, about it. I'd want better internet. you gotta put, you got to build better internet oh, in that house no if doubt. you want to buy it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a deal breaker. <laughs> but you know what? For $25 million, um, it's yours. And. I don't. I don't. I don't assume I can call a realtor and just want to take a tour with the Bradys there. I think you you have to go through like a very elaborate uh, financial screening process. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to you know do a, fin- a credit check on you first. Yeah, complete. Yeah, complete and thorough. You have before. to be pre-approved then, to buy that house. It was kind of funny. It said, "Yeah, and uh, Brady and Giselle will not be here when you view the house." No kidding. But yeah, he's going to have to find. If he hadn't already, I mean, for all I know, he's living in Apple or something. But um, he's going to have to find a new place to live here soon. So. There's that. Um, Although by the time that sale closes, maybe the season's over. So it could be. You know, yeah. I mean, and and, and look, I, I don't never know. Thought... I don't know how quick you know twenty five million dollar homes close. So, <laughs> well, you know, if some sheet comes in here and gives some <laughs> cash, it closes really quick. Yeah, well, that if you go online though, that place is beautiful. I haven't seen the inside as many photos as they have now since it's it's up for sale. Well, woof! Nice job, Derek Jeter. I mean, what's the electric bill on that one, man? Holy. Holy moly. I mean, when you can park Air well, Force I One. I can't afford internet. I know, right? I mean, it's crazy how, how beautiful that place is. But anyway, we've got that. And then finally, the Rays. Um, you know, look, their magic number, I think, is four. Four to make the playoffs, nine to win the division with 12 yeah, games so, to play. Yeah, still have a chance to win the division. They bashed the, the Nationals, a team that really handled them up there in D.C. And, um, you know, they get a 6-2 to two win, so good for the Rays. Everything's going great, man. The Rays playing well, about ready to go in the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning still could be a Stanley Cup team. And then you have the Bucks. <laughs> um, bringing up the rear, man. They asked me, they said, hey, how is it down there? And I go, well, it's different. It is really different. And it's like, yep, that's kind of, I mean, you know, when, when, when Tom Brady's on talking to Jim Gray on Monday Night Football for uh, you know, for Westwood one and Macy's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to listen to the Macy's Tom Brady report um, with Jim Gray because he might break news. And, you know, when Bruce Arians does a radio show with Casey Phillips on Tuesday, um, I got to flip it on because he may say Mike Evans, you know, didn't get enough targets when we were asking after the game, hey, what about Mike Evans? He didn't seem to get a lot of targets. And at that time, the response was, well, did you see those two PIs? You got two pass interference penalties. That's not on him. Yeah, but he only got four targets. <laughs> so today it was like, yeah, I don't want to come out of a game without Mike having at least 10 targets. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was asking yesterday. Yeah. Um, so sometimes he gets and, and thinks about it and has, has better responses. But, yeah, there's just there's a lot going on there. So By the way, did you see uh, Georgia? Um, per the SEC, they're not allowing tailgating at their football games. Really? Well, it says tailgating will not be permitted. Yet okay. The same release says, quote, fans will be allowed to gather near their vehicles with family members or those whom they've traveled and plan to sit in the stadium with. 
Well, that's what you call tailgating. <laughs> that I think that's the Webster definition of tailgating. I'm not really sure how that works when you can't tailgate, but you know. <laughs> that's like saying you're not allowed to bring your car to the drive-in theater. However, <laughs> the what what you do if you would like to watch a movie is park your car by the speakers <laughs> with your family and remain in your car. Like what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is that is really so we're we're splitting hairs here now for well, semantic Basically, the SEC says you can't tailgate. So, okay, we just won't <laughs> so call not, it tailgating. No, we're not tailgating. We're parking. We're actually... We're just well, con- we used to we're call congregating the kids. around our cars. That's what we're yeah, calling it. Yeah, the kids used to call it necking. Okay? That's what they're really doing. They just get your girlfriend and you go necking. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But that's really funny, though. <laughs> that's... We're going to tailgate. All right, y'all call it what you want. We're going to bring our own flask, our own bourbon. Trust me, they're going to tailgate. You Listen, one of the most chilling experiences of my life was uh, covering a game at at, uh, at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one night. Florida I do, Gators I do were, want to go there for a game someday, oh, particularly uh, a night I'm, game. A night game, but. dude. It is. It is. It is. Should be on your bucket list. That's it on is, the sports bucket list. Absolutely. Oh, it's different. It's just different. And you know how it's different. Here's how it's different. So. Gators play this game. They actually won on a on a like a fifty one yard field goal. It was Galen Hall's last game, I want to say, because he ended up getting thrown out for probation, paying some Jarvis Williams's baby's uh, child support or something. I don't know, but they were start out season five and zero. Oh. So I'm walking back through the parking lot, which is now dark, and and most of the cars are gone, so I can see that there's the few that are there. One of them is probably mine, and literally, and this I'll never forget this. Every step I took. I kicked a bourbon bottle or I crushed a bourbon bottle. Not, not a beer can. Not a bit. No, no. Listen to me now. Not a beer can, not a bottle of water, not a Coke or a Pepsi, a bottle of bourbon, a glass bottle of bourbon. Some of those even as big as like a quart, like like mm-hmm. giant, like half gallon. Uh, yeah, type the 750s. Two, yep. Yeah, the 750s. But I'm telling you, it was, it was the most chilling and as far as I could see in the parking lot. Nothing but bourbon bottles. <laughs> they like some bourbon in the bayou, man. It was unbelievable. So, yeah, that that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Speaking of drinking bourbon, uh, we'll get Tom Jones to talk to us, my former radio partner, of course, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute. Wonder what he's writing about some forty something days from the election. So we'll talk to Tom about the Lightning and some of the teams he's covered, including a Stanley Cup champion. He knows something about it. Um, the Bucks are back to work. They're going to start practicing in preparation for their game against Carolina. Where the ratings on Sunday were through the roof, by the way. I think, you know, the highest rated game since the Super Bowl, for sure. Um, but they got the Panthers coming in here, so we'll have a chance to talk to a few players. And on Thursday, it'll be Tom Brady's term and both uh, coordinators, Byron Leftwich and, um, you know, Todd Bowles will be there to talk to us. So we got a busy week. Ahead, and then, of course, the Lightning, right? They're going to play on Thursday play night. Thursday night. The Rays will wrap up their series with the Nationals tonight. Mm-hmm. So, before a lot they, going on. Before Everything they go else. on the road for a four-day weekend in Baltimore with five games. Where they can clinch. Whatever it is they're going to clinch, yes. they're going to do it in Baltimore, I think. They could. Although, yeah. that's been a house of horrors for them lately. So It has. But and they've got to play five know. games there. So I'm confident. I'm confident they'll get they'll get it done. But then again, I thought the Lightning were going to win. So what do I know? Anyway, hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to go to bed. Uh, For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mm
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.